This is Saturday, July 1st. How has Jesus impacted your life? What difference has Jesus made? Years ago, I heard a story of two people having an extramarital affair. They would meet at an agreed-upon time and day at a hotel that was somewhere between their places of work. Their meetings became more frequent, and their talks of moving toward a new life together grew over time. But in the hotel of their choice, in the bedside stand, there was, as in many hotels, a copy of the Bible. One day, when spending time together, the woman saw the Bible, and she took it and began to read the Gospel of Matthew. At first, it was nothing more than curiosity. She knew almost nothing of Jesus and wondered why he should he would seem to be so important. As she read the gospel, though, she became more and more intrigued by Jesus, surprised at his teaching, overwhelmed with his love of people, even outcasts, and people whose lives were a mess. Soon she looked forward to being in the hotel to read and know more about Jesus. Now, her lover, of course, noticed that she was interested and she, he tried to dissuade her from reading, but soon she was reading from the Gospels aloud to him, and he too was curiously drawn to Jesus. As they made their way through the four Gospels, something of a transformation began to happen. Just being exposed to Jesus began to change their hearts, and after some time passed, they came to know that what they were doing was wrong, really wrong. And they began to feel a burden of responsibility for their actions. Not long after that, they, needed, they knew they needed to discontinue meeting together. It was in their exposure to the person of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the beauty of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, that seemed to slowly creep upon them and change them. They found they could not keep living the same way. Now, those of us who have gotten close to Jesus know the power of his presence, the impact of his loving sacrifice, and the sheer power of his character at work upon us and upon our lives. Just being in the presence of Jesus can change your life indelibly. Now, today we finish up that statement of Jesus to the disciples and to Thomas, one in which he tells them who he is. This is John chapter 14, verse 5 to 7. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Now, Jesus tells the disciples that all the treasures of God are to be found in him. Could there be a bolder statement of Jesus' identity? Yet, as we will see next week, Jesus isn't tooting his own horn here. He's talking about his mission from the Father, the mission to reveal the Father God to us. Yes, far from his statement being a personal boast, he circles back to say it's all about the Father who he is and what he has done, everything in him points to the Father God. He shows us the wisdom of God. He reveals to us the love of God. I believe that is what happened to the couple in the hotel room. 
seeing Jesus brought them face to face with the living God. Again, we see that in Jesus, the fullness of the glory of God reaches its crescendo. The highest peak of the revelation of God takes place in our world in Jesus. And not only that, we see in Jesus a pulling together of everything that God has shown us elsewhere in Scripture. I love the way the reformer John Calvin explains this in speaking about Jesus and the glory of who he is, connecting us to the heroes and figures and of the Old Testament and showing how Jesus goes far beyond them in re- revealing the Father to us. This is what he said. He, Christ, is Isaac, the beloved son of the Father who is offered as a sacrifice but nonetheless did not succumb to the power of death. He is the good and compassionate brother Joseph, who in his glory was not ashamed to acknowledge his brothers, however lowly and abject their condition. He is the great sacrifice and bishop Melchizedek, who was offered an, who was offered an eternal sacrifice once and for all. Jesus is the sovereign lawgiver Moses, writing his law on the tables of our hearts by his Spirit. He is the faithful captain and guide, Joshua, to lead us into our promised land. He is the victorious and noble King David, bringing by his hand all rebellious power to subjection. Jesus is the magnificent and triumphant King Solomon, governing his kingdom in peace and prosperity. He is the strong and powerful Samson, who by his death death has overwhelmed all his enemies. This is what we should, in short, seek in the whole of Scripture. To know Christ, truly to know Christ, and the infinite riches that are comprised in him and offered to us by him from the Father God. If one were to sift through the law and the prophets, he would not find a single word which would not draw us and bring us to him. Therefore, rightly does St. Paul say in another passage that he would know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That really is our longing as disciples of Jesus, to know nothing but Christ. Maybe we need to do what that couple did over those days and weeks when they were together, to take up the Gospels afresh, to read about Jesus and ask the Spirit of God to show us the way, the truth, and the life, and how our hope is found in Him. Let's pray. Faithful God, Jesus is enough. We want to know Him, that we might know and enjoy You. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.